0: This is the second part of the conversation I have with Kara Leopold from Leo Listening and in this part we are gonna discuss one of my favorite movies ever and it's Groundhog Day with Phil Murray and just so you know Kara is organizing the back to school movie challenge it's a one week taste of what it's like to be in a movie club and the challenge is taking place from the 13th September to the 20th September. So check out the show notes for all the movie lovers out there who are learning English. But now let's get to our little movie club here on My Fluent Podcast. Let's talk about Groundhog Day.
1: I actually found a book that mentions Groundhog Day. It has a very good summary. So I'm going to like read a bit from this book.
0: Okay. Well, in German, it's called täglich grüßt das Murmeltier, which translates into the groundhog says hello every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's such How a about in, fr- in French?
1: <laughs> in French, it's a bit less silly. It's uh, just um, un jour sans fin, so a, a day without an end, which is literally okay, what it yeah. is, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah but German it's do, yeah. a little
0: bit stupid. It's a bit silly,
1: yeah. But I love I love discussing <laughs> translations of titles and seeing how other speakers of other languages kind of interpreted the title and found something that would work. Why couldn't they just say a day without an end in German? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, yeah, somebody wanted to, to write something funny, maybe.
0: Maybe it's just uh, the translators got to decide and then they... They picked yeah, whatever they wanted, and that was and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> C- can you show me the book again? I didn't yeah, see. it has
1: nothing. To, yeah, it has nothing to do with, oh, with movies see. necessarily. Yeah, it's a book about doing creative work, and the first chapter is called "Every Day is Groundhog Day."
0: Oh, I see. So it's
1: a, <laughs> yeah, it's a good example of like how the film has like penetrated the culture, and yeah, because now we do use Groundhog Day as like you know yeah meaning a situation where it's the same thing over and over again
0: yeah yeah i read that in an article that it has been used since then mm. and yeah it's it, funny to see how it changes the language in itself and also did, did you know kara that it's the 30th birthday of groundhog day yeah
1: i was aware of that yeah cuz it was it came out in 93 that's that's crazy um Yeah. And then also I didn't, I was confused before this film. Again, this is an American culture thing. So like Groundhog Day is an actual day in the U S like in real life. So they really do have this tradition on February 2nd in this small town, Punxsutawney where, you know, whether or not, depending on where the shadow, the Groundhog shadow falls, there'll be six more weeks of winter or an early spring. And I only realized that recently. I thought it was something they made up for the movie. But in fact,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: A, an American <laughs> knows what Groundhog Day is. Like for them, it's not necessarily the the film or like it's the film and it's this actual day on February 2nd. So like that was something I learned. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, from watching this movie. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, they must've made this up, but no, it's an actual tradition <laughs> in this channel. <laughs> so and yeah.
0: when was the first time that you watched the movie? Do you remember? Oh, gosh,
1: I'm not sure. I think I've been aware of it for a long time because, well, I didn't, I wouldn't have seen it at the time because in 1993, I was like seven or eight. I was a bit young, um, but I think I was aware of it, like in the culture, but I'm not sure... I feel like I have watched it since I've lived in France because I think my partner has the DVD, so like the French DVD, so Un Jour Sans Fin, and then you can just put it in English. So at some point we watched it together and then I watched it again in the movie club last year.
0: So you watched it in French as well?
1: No, I think, I think we put it in Eng- I think we, because, you know, it's a DVD and you have the option to like, you can watch it in English, maybe with like just French subtitles or something. So we had the English audio
0: I see I see. Well, in my case, I might not have seen it when it came out also because I was 7 or 8. And then um I watched it probably when I was 10 or something like that. But oh, right, of course okay. I watched it in German because yeah. yeah, because where I grew up, even if the movie is shown on theaters, they mm. always come dubbed. Yes, they conduct right. in German. So for me, it was the voice. It always had another voice for me, Bill Murray. Oh, right, right, right. right. So
1: yeah, his German. Uh, be-
0: yes, exactly. Act-
1: actor,
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's funny to see later on how the actor really speaks, right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people
0: after so so many years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember showing a Simpsons episode in class, like not long after I started teaching. And yeah, one of the students was like, wow, I'd never heard their like real voices before. Like they'd just heard the dubbed French voices. So it was kind of a revelation as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just let me... Let me uh, read out loud a very short summary of the movie, maybe, for the listeners. Yeah, sure. In case they don't know it. So it's about grumpy meteorologist Phil Connors, who lives the same day over and over after he arrives in the town of Pansatoni for the annual Groundhog Day festivities. So it's like this guy is trapped in in a like in a time time spiral or i don't know how to call a ti- it
1: i think they call it a time loop like time, time loop, loop movies yeah exactly it's a whole genre because there's there's other movies with this same principle somebody's stuck in the same day or something
0: yeah and it's just very basic the idea or it's not very complicated in a way but nevertheless it's brilliant I mean I was over the moon when I rewatched it a couple of days ago. I felt right. like like being a child again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. And did you understand it when you were a kid? Like what what was your impression when you were when you were little and you watched it?
0: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I really loved it, but I didn't expect it to be so good after so many years because mm. you know the feeling when, when you like a movie that you watched as a child and then you rewatch it and then you think like, yeah, but it's very cheesy or maybe the special effects are really bad and it's like mm. a bummer. But in this case, for me, it was really, it was brilliant. Um, how do you call it? It cracked me up quite a bit because I had to mm. laugh several times and usually i am not that much into comedy mm and what about you are you into comedy uh,
1: yeah uh, you know i do i do like comedies i like to laugh i like my films to entertain me so um yeah and it is very funny i find bill murray very funny um you know i really like him in ghostbusters as Dr. Peter Venkman. Oh, yeah. And I think Phil Connors is kind of a similar character. Um, uh, perhaps even worse in some ways, you know, he's, yeah, he is g- grumpy, selfish. He's a womanizer. He is frustrated with his lot in life because he thinks he should be a really big star. And, yeah. you know, he's full uh, of himself. He being, right? Yeah, very full of him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He thinks he's, Yeah, God's gift to (laughs) um, (laughs) weather reading or whatever. And uh, yeah, he resents going to this small town. He thinks the people are, you know, uh, sort of hillbilly types, unsophisticated. And he's like the sophisticated guy from the city. So he's not a very likable character at all. So obviously it's hilarious to see him kind of punished by being stuck in this... um, Uh, in this town and having a kind of uh you know sort of gradual breakdown because it's almost like he he goes through different stages doesn't he because at first he's like he's really angry and he obviously can't believe it and he you know wonders what's going on and then he sort of starts manipulating the situation so he realizes that he can you know the fact that he's the only one reliving the same day means that he can for example, he meets a woman and he finds out information about her, and then he uses that the following days to make it seem like they know each other, and this is so he can sleep with her. You know, it's you know, it's very manipulative, and then he gets yes. very depressed and he tries to kill himself, and you know that that's pretty grim because he you know he still keeps waking up on the same. So it's like he's immortal. Yeah, then he starts like going a bit crazy because he's like, I'm an, I'm immortal, I'm God, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, and he and, says, but then, I, am,
0: "I am, I am Agot. I am not Dagot. I am Agot." Yeah, <laughs> that that made me laugh.
1: Um, but then he starts changing. You know, he he tries everything else, and he tries to escape and whatever, and none of it works. And then he's like, "Well, what if I just made the best of the situation?" what if I actually tried to become a better person? <laughs> he's like, wow. <laughs> it takes him a long time to come to that confusion. And we see that, you know, he starts like helping people out, you know, because he has the advantage if he knows exactly what's going to happen. So he's able to intervene before like accidents happen or, you know, things like this. And um, what else does he do? He starts learning new skills. He like he learns to play the, the piano, piano. Mm, learns ice sculpture, learns... French yeah,
0: poetry.
1: All yeah. <laughs> <All this. laughs> I actually couldn't understand what he says when he speaks in French. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So he and he actually like he actually creates like a meaningful um, and happy life, even though he's stuck in the time loop. Yeah, I think that's the most incredible part of this movie. It's like no matter your circumstances, like there's a way to make the best of it. And it's quite a profound message. And in this book, it says, now I'm not the first person to suggest that Groundhog Day is perhaps the great parable of our time. Harold Ramis, the movie's director and co-writer, said he got endless letters from priests, rabbis and monks, all mm. praising the movie's spiritual message <laughs> and claiming it for their own religion. But I do think the movie has particular relevance for people who want to do creative creative work. So yeah, it's this idea that like... I don't know, maybe some people see it as, like, the time loop is purgatory and then he maybe ascends to heaven or something becomes this better person or whatever. I don't – I'm not particularly religious, so I don't – but, yeah, I can see how, like, the message is super universal. If, like, people of different religions have told the director, oh, you made the movie – this is a movie about Buddhism or it's about Christianity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, like, everybody sees – um you know, their kind of, their world view or their religion, like, reflected in it. But I do think, yeah, it is a very uplifting movie because that message is so positive. Yeah, it's pretty profound, actually. And that's what's amazing, because at first, if you just watch it and you're like, okay, this is a comedy, well, a romantic comedy, really, because another part of the film is he's trying to, you know, he fancies his producer Rita who's very beautiful because she's Andy McDowell so obviously you know who wouldn't want to <laughs> you know but over the course of the movie he moves from kind of like the shallow interaction with her to actually realizing that he loves her so it's a very yeah, yeah it's a very very beautiful movie but it, yeah you can't. it's not just a romantic comedy it's also about somebody um yeah somebody changing really profoundly and mm-hmm. becoming like a better person,
0: you see, like a profound character development arc in this movie. Yeah, and it's what I what I like the most. Right now comes a series to mind, Breaking Bad, in which the villain also he he the character de- develops, but in the negative sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, it becomes like the. Yeah, absolutely ruthless and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of um yeah, it's kind of the opposite trajectory, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's I, a good example. But mm
0: and I think yeah, that's maybe it's bit, what
1: I, I was gonna say maybe it's a bit cheesy and a bit a bit schmaltzy, but um yeah, I think it gives us great hope, you know, for humanity and for ourselves, being like, Yeah, actually we can change and we can choose to view our circumstances differently. I mean, I wouldn't take that idea too far because I think sometimes there are circumstances of like injustice where things need to change. But like this kind of situation of like, okay, your life is, you know, every day is the same. I think we can all relate to it because I think we can feel stuck and bored. (laughs) But, um, you know, if we sort of get out of our heads and feeling sorry for ourselves, like Phil does, and and the act of sort of helping others, Developing ourselves by learning new skills, like, that can help us break out of a a sort of rut or a situation of feeling stuck in some way. I think we can all relate to that stuckness, even if we're not in an actual time loop. Like, time is moving forward for us. Maybe that's actually scarier, because when Phil was in the time loop, he was immortal, so that's also incredibly cool. (laughs) He had had so much time. Um, Yeah. We don't well, really know how many, how long, but how you know, long, many, many years.
0: How long do you think was Phil Connor stuck in a time loop?
1: Yeah, people have speculated about it because they've done things like they counted how many times like he wakes up on the same day. And I even saw something crazy. I think people have asked the director. He might have even said something like 10,000 years, like something, you know, just unimaginably long. You know, maybe it's a bit. Dep- I don't think it really matters. I think the point is that he does, he does change. That's that's the important thing. And yeah, it does take time, and it goes through stages, and you know that's that's normal. That's just the nature of change. But yeah, there's some quite funny discussions online. People are like trying to calculate it, like <laughs> as if it's yeah. sort of. And there's never ever any explanation mm-hmm. for it, and they almost included a scene where they were going to show like bill murray getting cursed or something but i don't think it, it doesn't need that it doesn't really matter like how it, like it's obviously absurd you know and and strange but like that doesn't we don't need an explanation you know we we, we it happens I mean, and what's interesting is seeing how he deals with it exactly and how he evolves and so.
0: what did you like the most of this movie
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I mean, obviously, there's some very, like, funny scenes and Bill Murray, I just find him so, so funny as he plays this character. And um, yeah, I guess I just like the overall, yeah, the overall message once you understand it, that's quite profound message about being able to change. And I think I also think the romance part is very, is very nice as well. You know, him coming to the realisation that he loves someone, like genuinely loves them. So it's a very touching movie. maybe it sounds a bit cheesy, but it's actually so well done that you don't get that, that impression. So.
0: Yeah, for me, I think it's also Phil Murray. I just, I, I love this guy or the character that he's playing. And also that in the movie, there are different parts or stages and Mm. to me it's like it's not just uh it's not just a comedy for me it's like a mix of genre like there is some drama in it there Mm. are some romance elements in it there are horror elements in it (laughs) and it it, it's like yeah it's like a a huge mixed bag (laughs) after all it's phil murray and also I think Lost in Translation is another movie with him, which I mm. also really love. And it's it's just he's a brilliant actor, in my view. Mm. And
1: also, yeah, we also watched like Lost this. in
0: Yeah. Oh, you watched it in your movie club.
1: Yeah, we watched Lost in Translation in the movie club last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally different because that's him doing something, you know, more seriously more I mean I think actually Groundhog Day it, it is serious in a way but yeah like Lost in Translation more obviously so um, even if there are some comedy moments like it's a different type of film for him yeah and I think he, he does it really well it's a very subtle film
0: and Kara, let me show you a little clip and I don't mm. know if it will work but maybe it works let's, try. let's see yeah um.
1: ask you guys a question. Shoot. What if there were no tomorrow? No tomorrow? That would mean there would be no consequences, there would be no hangovers, we could do whatever we wanted! Ah! That's true. We could do whatever we want. Oh, no! Hey Phil, if we wanted to hit mailboxes, we could let Ralph drive. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if you could catch that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah.
0: What if there were no tomorrow? So what would you do if you were in the shoes of of, uh, Phil?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, this stage of the movie is is like, he's kind of like in his teenage rebellion phase and he's just like doing wild things just because he can. Oh, man. Yeah, I probably (laughs) would try yeah, like try just like maybe jumping off something really high or something like that. Yeah. Or going really fast in a car. Well, somewhere where you wouldn't injure anyone else. So.
0: <laughs> I think I, I would probably break into a huge supermarket or a, a mall and then just do whatever I want. I mean, I mean when when the super mall is closed, so that I have the Supermall f- for myself, and then I can, I can eat whatever I want. I can destroy everything, or I can just do what I, what I want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, guilt free because like you you won't have to deal with the consequences, and nobody will know uh, that it was you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good exactly. way to use your time loop.
0: I noted down some expressions that I wanted to learn. I just will read mm. it out loud. For example, there was the phrase to going out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. I think that when Phil was broadcasting about the weather, something, and he talked about the weather and she was not sure about it. And then he fa- said... I'm going out on a limb here. This is something that I, I want to, to learn.
1: Yeah, and, that's a useful expression. Yeah, yeah, it's often used like that. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, this, this thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a useful also
0: one. also you can take my word for it. It's a very practical phrase.
1: Yeah, that's super useful. Right? Yeah, that's definitely worth learning. <laughs>
0: And I think it was in the scene in which Phil said that he was a God. And then uh, <laughs> Rita said, no, you, you are not a God. I, You can't take my word for it because I think she she is a, a Catholic and and she's very experienced in those stuff. And, and she just said, you can't take my word for it. You are not a God or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one which I have found very, very, um, weird to catch a doozy of a cold to catch a doozy.
1: Oh yeah. There's a point where, um, yeah, his old friend from school, Ned, he uses that expression He says that one's, that one's a doozy. It's when Phil walks off and he, he falls in the puddle, you know, in the icy puddle. Exactly. Yeah, actually, that's not a super familiar expression for me, because for me, that's really American. I don't really, like, it's not one that I would use, but they definitely use it.
0: Yeah, there's always to think about that, if it is worthwhile to learn or not. And probably if it is used only in a specific area or in a specific Mm. part of the world, then it's probably not useful. Well, not useful. it is useful, depending, but for my case... Now it's, I'm living here in Switzerland and probably if I am saying that to, to someone else, the other person will not understand me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's more, yeah, that's more one to add to your passive vocabulary. Like if you watch a lot yeah. of American series or films, like it's going to come up and it's useful to know what it means. But yeah, it, it's probably not useful. Yeah. For like international communication, it's not really going to add anything Um it might be more useful if you actually moved to the US and there was a chance that you might actually say it, you know.
0: Yeah, and in in my opinion, there are so many different scenes that are just Mm. funny. And for example, I mean, these are really little small scenes that don't contribute a lot to the movie, but as a whole it does. So for Mm. example, when Phil is answering all the questions on Jeopardy, for example, mm. so he knows every question, and <laughs> and, and everyone uh, goes clapping to him because he seems to be a, a genius. A genius,
1: yeah. <laughs> He's just seen the program like a million times.
0: Or when Phil gets slapped multiple times by Rita. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he he fails <laughs> a lot of times. And,
1: Yeah, but he, like, yeah, it's funny how, you know, when he's sort of trying to manipulate her into, into loving him or whatever, he, like, she can sense something is going on, even though, like, for her, each time it's completely new, but, like, she knows that he's up to something strange. But then when he actually, you know, is genuine with her and stops the manipulation, then things start working. So, another lesson. Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) What else? I think that's about it. I also I noted down a hair, hairdo. Hairdo. The word hairdo. I didn't oh, know okay. about
1: that. Oh, really? That's pretty useful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like my new hairdo or whatever? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I love the scene at the end where he um he's basically like the town's favorite person and everybody oh, yes. <laughs> everybody loves him. His <laughs> colleagues are confused because they're like, how do you know everybody? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he like plays the piano. Um for everyone and he plays amazingly well and his teacher's like, you know, I'm his teacher. <laughs> he's like a professional pianist at this stage because he's practiced so much.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a little bit over the top, right? It's very mm. exaggerated but because he really he saves the whole world. <laughs> yeah. He knows so much stuff and <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, if you are in, in such a time loop. You can basically, you can read every book <laughs> that you want and then you,
1: yeah, you can do a yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah, but you know, actually, um I've read that the, the like, the director or the writer or both, they, I can't remember who it was, but in fact, the idea came from vampires. So, like, obviously, you know, vampires are mm-hmm. immortal. Well, I guess, like, they're dead, so you can't die, right? And um, it came from this reflection of like, well, if you've if you've got Im- immortality ahead of you, what do you do, like day in day out? Because, you know, that's also like a kind of time loop. Just time is moving forward, but it's never going to run out for you. So, what the hell do you do with yeah. your days? And that's that was the the inspiration for the movie is exploring this idea of like, what do you do if you're immortal?
0: Yeah, speaking about vampires, I once read a book called the historian and in the book like dracula was really into books he had several libraries and he had been uh, reading a lot of of books yeah (laughs) it just sprang to mind right
1: now okay yeah that's (laughs) beautiful. yeah you could read the whole of human i don't know well maybe not everything but yeah you could certainly you could certainly make some good contributions to goodreads like you know Top contributor, because you read (laughs) almost everything.
0: (laughs) So you told me that in the movie club, this movie was like one of the most appreciated movies so far that you have seen. Mm. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there have been others, but I think it's the one that kind of like, once you understand the kind of more profound meaning of it, you know, there's just so much to say about it and it can apply to so many situations. So, like, Rosa, who you know from the club, like, she was saying that her dad was feeling kind of anxious about retiring and, like, knowing what to do with his days after retirement. And I'm like, you should get him to watch this movie because it's, it's you know, it's also a parable <laughs> for that. Like, retirement is a kind of time loop, but, you know, you could show him that, like you know, there is life after work, you can still have like a useful, meaningful, you know, life. Even if you're not going to work every day, you can do other things. So yeah, it just applies to so many, so many situations. That's, what's really cool. Yes,
0: absolutely. So what do you think, Kara? Do we wrap this up or do you have any other
1: questions? Um, no, I think we can, we can call that a wrap. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I want to thank you very much, Kara. Also what you are doing for the English learning community. It's really great that you spread your wisdom, so to speak, you share <laughs> your insights. <laughs> yeah, b- because you are, you are a guest in so many podcasts and also on YouTube videos mm. and it's really great what you're doing. And yeah, thank you very much, Kara, for your time. And I hope you you're had welcome. also a good time here. And yeah, yeah, it was was really hot also here in Switzerland. So it was a little bit (laughs) difficult in terms of, yeah, (laughs) I'm lucky that you can't see the sweat.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh man, it's going to cool down soon. So yeah, we should be okay. Three, two, one. Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. The master? Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the groundhog, who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then it's the same old shtick every year. The guy comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out, they talk to him, the rat talks back, and then they tell us what's going to happen. Oh, isn't he cute?
0: Hey, uh, do you like your guys with the prominent uh, upper team?